for the benefit of those with flash photography. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DreamWork, the only podcast that talks exclusively about tag team wrestling, or at least the only podcast that I know about that talks exclusively about tag team wrestling. I am Colin Delaney. In a moment, I will be joined by my tag team partner, Cheech. We are the independent wrestling tag team known as To Infinity and Beyond. And uh, yeah, uh, usually... We record these things on a Wednesday, and then I record the intro on Thursday. I put them both together, and then I put them out to the world sometime Thursday night. Well, currently, it is Wednesday night at 9 p.m., and I am trying to hustle and put this thing together. This is like my 80th take. Oh, uh, I should have saved the rest of those takes. Some of them are, are just pure just awful just full of awful i have no idea what i'm doing i don't know why i can just talk to cheech for uh a, like a full hour and then immediately after fumble my way through one minute of introducing a team but that's what i have done anyways let me stop fumbling through who we're doing this week this week we are talking about the impact players that's right just incredible and lance storm Two dudes who were super successful singles wrestlers, even at the time in ECW, who got put together as a team. For some reason, me and Cheech love those teams. They're like, uh, they are the, that's the Sting and Luger model of team. And uh, in ECW, they were like the uh, the evolution of the RVD Sabu, which was the ECW version of a, a Sting and Luger. So anytime there's Sting and Luger involved, anytime I can get Sting and Luger in four to five times in the intro, you know it's going to be a good episode. So without further ado, it is just incredible. And Lance Storm, the Impact Players. Let's go. <laughs> Cheech. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing, man. You ready to podcast? Yeah, buddy. You ready to snap fingers and then possibly snap next? Oh, bro. You're going to go right there? That was such a banger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm i sure you watched most of this on the network. Uh, but uh, I was uh, always disappointed when I didn't get to hear the themes. Yeah, I know. It is an unfortunate side effect of the network, but where else are you going to be able to get all these matches in one spot? So I deal with it. Yeah. Uh, was uh, And that was that was what they came out to, right? Uh, am I wrong? Well, they usually had separate entrances. Rarely did they come out together, but I think if they did, it probably was Justin's just because he was a world champion. I think he gets top right. right. Oh, you're, you're spoiling you're spoiling my... Uh... <laughs> Uh, championship accomplishments category. Well, I mean, we're talking entrance. You know, there's a hierarchy to these things. So, you know, we got to explain to the people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I, I don't know why I feel like I need to establish that we're talking about the Impact players when, A, they've read it uh, before they clicked it, and, B, I do an 
I, uh, I talk about them, but I say it anyways. Oh, hey, guys, we're talking about the Impact players, just incredible and Lance Storm today. Yes, it's good. You, you know, you want to be you want to introduce. It would be rude to our guests to, you know, not reintroduce as much as possible. But yes, indeed, I, the Impact players. I introduce uh, people to the guests multiple, multiple times on this show. It's it's kind of my thing. It's, it's actually my only role. Hey, you do it well. And that's the thing. The people, they got to know. They got to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, whew. if we can get right down into our preliminary thoughts. Okay. My preliminary thoughts were um, that like they were going to be uh, oddly a hidden treasure because they are definitely not the first team you think of when you think of ECW teams. But like when I saw their name and then like their matches i was like oh wow wait no yeah this totally makes sense like yeah this is this is the team we got to cover so uh i i in preliminary before i even looked into anything i was like oh yeah dude impact players for sure impact impact players ruled you know uh and then as i started looking into them i was surprised by how long they how how long or not so much they were around and how many actual matches they had i was i was shocked okay but your preliminary thoughts were you were pumped right oh yeah dude uh, i i was like oh this is going to be awesome they're going to have uh, a million matches and they're all going to rule okay so then tell me what you thought. okay tell me about your 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 thoughts on their longevity I just in my head they were around much longer than they were. My my wrestling time frame is awful. A- admittedly, it's it's terrible. I have no idea, uh, like what came first or second or third or like how long things went or how short things went. Like uh, while looking this up, I was like, how is this possible that they teamed until like May of two thousand? When was Lance Storm in WCW then? And then you realize that Lance Storm spent like eight months in WCW. But for some reason, in my head, Lance Storm was like an integral part of WCW for years. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the thing. I understand what you mean. Because, yeah, even I was looking at the timeline and I was like, oh, wow. Some of these are in 2000. They're definitely cutting things close. You know what I mean? We're talking, yeah, they teamed uh, up through April. Uh, and then Lance Storm went to WCW. And then WCW closes in March of 01. His his run, the, his time there is less than a year. But in my head, he was like, that's his biggest run in my head. Well, it's because he got that big initial push. And it was at a time where, like, he, it was the first time he got, A, he was on, like, the big stage because he was in the big two. And he got a huge push. So, yeah, I could see how, you know what I mean? He didn't have a slow build. He was automatically there. So, yeah, I could see how you think his time was longer because as long as he was there, he was something. So it would appear longer. But It was less than a year. No, no, I know, I know. But what I'm curious is, okay, so, because, I mean, you'll get into the stats, but, okay, you thought they had, you were surprised they had fewer or more matches than you had expected. I thought they had. I thought that they had more matches. I thought there would be more impact players matches. 
Wow, that's weird because I was my the I think one of the reasons I pitched the team or one of my thoughts for going with them was they had more than I thought they would, oddly. Like for some reason, I thought like when I saw they're around, I was like, Yeah, they're around a while, but in my head I didn't think it was a long time. Like I didn't think they'd have a lot of matches. But when I saw their matches, I go, Oh, this is more than I thought. So yeah, this will be easy to cover. That's weird. No, yeah, I, 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 in my head, I thought they had way more. I mean, it makes sense why they didn't. Both guys were were pushed pretty heavily singles, and ECW loved to do that. It's it's very much like uh, Van Dam and Sabu. When we looked into Van Dam and Sabu, I was like, man, I in my head, Rob Van Dam and Sabu are like a team. They teamed all the time, but they they didn't because they were such stars in ECW that ECW had to do other things with them, even while they were teaming. That's the the wonderfulness of weekly television. You know what I mean? They like they can't just do tag team every week, and like ECW is really good about their storylines and stuff, and having them you know totally intersect and zig and zag between other storylines as well. So yeah, they were able to do much more, even though they were still a team. But you know what I mean? Like that's not that's something like we don't get the luxury of. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No. F- for sure. But it uh, it makes sense when I when I started looking into it and I started reading it. But off the rip, I definitely thought uh, I was going to get a bunch more wacky random matches than I did. Okay. Now, okay, now hit me with the stats on what, like, on accomplishments and stuff, because that's what I was interested in. You ready? Yeah, yeah, bring it on. They are two-time ECW Tag Champs. Okay. And Just Incredible held the ECW World Title one time. That's it. That's it. Okay, because that was the thing, like, Okay, obviously, as we watched them, they're a great team. But in my head, I go, I bet you they're not on any, like, I bet you they were no, like, team of the year. Nope, nope, they were not uh, any team of the year. They were not uh, no runners-up that I saw. They were not uh, on any top 50, no top 100. Um, but, and we'll, we'll get into it, but uh, I think that's wrong. That's the thing. I knew they wouldn't necessarily be on any big lists like that, but I go, I guarantee whatever team was the team of the year in 99, I bet you if you put the, if you compared them to the impact players, they wouldn't be very far off. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, I have a, I have a bit of a theory um, possibly, but uh, yeah, that's, that's it for their, their championship accomplishments. That's the long and the short. Yeah, I figure I knew. I mean, I knew they had. Well, okay. Here's the thing: for their run, having two title runs as the tag team champs is impressive. But I knew they weren't going to have like a laundry list of accomplishments. But I still contend that like I'm sure they were just as good as any other major team in 1999 and 2000. Well, we already know who won in uh, 99 and 2000 because we've covered Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, obvious. You're telling me those matches wouldn't have been awesome. Oh, no. Correct. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I guess I didn't look deep enough. Maybe they were third runner up, but I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm sure. Here's the thing. Like we had said, usually that was I feel like that was something else that kind of hurt ECW teams was they were usually tangled up in other storylines on their own as well. Well, right. Yeah. Uh, when I was eventually I was just trying to dig through TVs and just try and find where a, an impact players match was. And I was like, Oh, Nope, not on this one. Cause Lance Storm's wrestling singles. Oh, not on this one. Credible's wrestling singles. Oh, not on this one. You know, but funny enough, like 
they didn't strike me as a team of two singles guys. You know what I mean? Like they oddly felt like a cohesive team. Well, obviously because they're wrestling, did. But you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, and and, they, and really, they they had that right from the start. So let's uh, let's get into that. Let's talk about what we watched. Okay, I'm sure. I think I I think I saw everything on the network. And some of it I think I saw on YouTube, but I think anything I saw was on on the network. So it was their entire run. Yes, I'm sure. Yes, there are like fan cams you could track down to like house shows. I'm sure there are. But I mean, I saw all their major stuff. But I mean, like right off the rip, I watched the Jato Gato one. Uh, then I saw the Nova and Chetty. And I think I saw a couple of those. Uh, Adoring Roadkill and RVD and Lynn from Heatwave, which was main event. So I was like, ooh, I got to watch this. <laughs> Um, then there was Lynn and Mystery Opponent, which was Sabu, which was great. Um, then there was a Tanaka and Dreamer, uh, Mikey and Raven, and Nova, another Nova and Chetty, uh, uh, Douglas and Dreamer. That one I remember. Like, I don't know why. When I think of them, I think of that match. I think, oh, yeah, they had a match of Douglas and Dreamer living dangerously. And it was like the young punks beating up the old guys. Um, there was another Raven Dreamer, a Raven Dreamer, uh, Candido Rhino, and a Raven Awesome, which was fun. So yeah, I think that was like their yeah. whole. I think that was everything on the network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pretty much got it all. So it uh, usually, like I said, I do them in order, but my network wasn't working, so I had to rely on YouTube off the rip. So I kind of went all over the place, but I did start at the top, which was Dreamer and Douglas. That is the first time they teamed, and I remember that match vividly. It's one of my favorites, actually. Right? I don't know why something about that match. And I, I okay, I think it's another one of those. Uh, like I've said in other with other teams, I felt like it was very colorful. Like it was a st- like like I feel there was a lot of um, ambiance to that match. You know what I mean? Like uh, franchise was in those long tights for some reason. Dreamer was his being him. You know his was at like peak. You know fighty baby face. The crowd was awesome. You know, uh, but there was that 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 match had like lava heat. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I, I felt like there were just so many different, like, it just looked visually good, too. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that always adds to things. So, yeah, I mean, instead of running all the ones I just, we, you just listed down, I will say that I watched all of those, plus they had a random Raw match against Edge and Christian. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, then go right to that. Tell me about that. Was that a good one? I don't know. That could go either it's way. The one TV. So, yeah. They had... So, so they had two Sunday Night Heat six-man tags with Raven, but the only time they actually just the two of them teamed on TV was against Edge and Christian when Edge was feuding with Lance Storm. Uh, it's a fun little match. I was gonna say, you know, what I mean, I feel like I feel like all four are hardworking, and I think they would relish the chance to work other young hungry guys. <laughs> it's a very fun like four-minute yep. tag match. What I. Uh, and I, I did watch it last, and the one thing that stands out is that just incredible. You can see why he doesn't work outside of ECW. <laughs> I know, but man, because does he, he can't, work because, in ECW. Because he can't swear. Uh, crotch chops aren't his thing. He can't do that. He can't throw the bird. He just can't be just incredible in WWE. So it's like, while he's doing the things that just incredible would do and he looks good doing it. He doesn't have that that he had in ECW. Okay. Well here, let me get to one of my takes. Then I feel like, like just incredible definitely had like a, a Lance storm in him. 
of like the clean cut guy who wears tights and wrestles hold for hold type stuff. But I feel like the nineties got him somewhere and you know, the punk gimmick just worked for him and he did great at it. Like he's really good at being just incredible. You know what I mean? So I see why he ran with it, but like sometimes I watch him, like, especially in these ECW, some of these tags and stuff like, and plus, okay, part of me kind of knows him a little personally. He was working his balls off in these matches. And it's like, wow, like, it's hard to picture him not in, you know, jean shorts and, you know, the, 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 those tech boots or whatever they were. But I'm like, man, sometimes when he's working, I was like, I feel like there's like a, a, a guy in, you know, lace up boots and tights in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to wait for this, my, uh, my, impact players hot take but i'll drop it on you right now just incredible is better than landstorm okay um i okay i hmm i agree but not heavily but yeah i think if you yeah i think if if if, if there's like a like a meter going either side like yeah i think it sways a little more towards justin in these especially in these impact players match because when you watch them uh they are both super technically gifted they can both wrestle their asses off and in a lot of these matches they both do but uh just incredible in these matches is checking the other boxes his cell is great his he's bumping all around the place he's got more personality more attitude you know he's just he's uh, if if you put the two of them in front of me if you had me watch one of their matches and you were like which one of these dudes do you want going forward i'd say just incredible every time 10 times out of 10 yeah like if i'm putting like i don't know i immediately put like numbers to it like okay as far as like technical wrestling acumen let's say like lance is at like a 90 and justin's at like a 70 75 but his attitude's at 100 and lance's is at a 50 so yeah i see justin yeah definitely brings more to the table especially in this tag but i also think uh lance is great in these matches and like i don't know i always attribute like oh these matches are really well put together and they usually have lance storm in them so yeah that's true that's true uh on behind the scenes stuff and, and the putting them together and whatnot you know we can't really totally speak to that but once again from the eye test from just watching these matches if you gave me the option uh, on one of those two to go forward with after watching one of these matches i'm choosing just incredible literally every time well, yeah, and that's why you see why he was the world champion. He had much more of angst and heat to put over as opposed to Lance, who was just like, no, no, I'm going to out-wrestle you. It's like, that's fine. But, you know, Justin's also going to, you know, beat you up after your grandfather just died, and he's going to cane you 37 times. I was watching that one recently where just – on my viewings, I'm up to the, the Justin and Dreamer going at it stuff in my personal ECW viewings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, impact players uh, were great, uh, pretty much throughout. Um, but I prefer when they kept it in the ring, and they were a very keep it in the ring team. Um, but you know, ECW, it gets a little wild and crazy, and they like to like spread it out and brawl around the building. But man, between the between the posts, whew. Okay, yeah. Um, re- okay, I'll bring this back to the RVD Sabu. Remember, we were like, oh man, if only they had more structure. This is RVD and Sabu with structure. As much yes, because as you can in ECW. Right, because even when there was like controlled chaos in the ring, when they would introduce weapons, which they often did, and it was, you know, you don't really bat an eye at it, 
it was uh it was controlled and it was a lot of fun and there was structure to it and there was rhyme rhyme and reason oh yes i mean are you are you telling me like there's maybe a chance that maybe just incredible gets hip tossed through a table once or twice a night (laughs) (laughs) man i wrote it i eventually wrote it like they are always the one to introduce the table and they are Always the one to go through the table. I started marking the times it wasn't him. Like in the Tanaka match, uh, Lance gets DVD'd through. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, like I remember I just stopped. I was like, because, you know what I mean? I've been watching a few of these. And I was like, okay, I know where this is going. And then when that happened, I, like, sat up. I was like, oh, Lance took the table bump. Wow. <laughs> my my favorite in the in one of the Nova and Chetty matches, uh, they are like getting a table in the ring and Chetty goes to get in the ring to stop them. And the ref stops Chetty. He is not stopping storm incredible from getting a table, but he will not allow Chetty to get in that ring without a tag. I know that's the weird part. It almost, it almost uh, stuck out a little more to me with them adding structure. Cause it did oddly make the ref do things like that every now and then I was like, this makes no sense. It's ECW. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, right. the wrestling like from getting in, but for no reason. When just incredible needed to do a double team, he'll literally just get in the ring and they'll do a double team. And I'm just like, what? And they're uh, the uh, typical uh, or uh, false finish with guy gives Lance Storm O'Connor roll but credible is waiting on the floor with the stick and the ref, like every time hears the noise and like throws his hands up. Like, where did that noise come from? It's like, what did it matter where the noise came from? Even if it was the stick, you're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Even like, yes, you didn't see it, but even if you did see it, you would not have done anything. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. But how dare you? Uh, The best part is, okay. I knew that was kind of a trope. Okay. I knew that trope of Lance's because I I remember I marked out huge for when he did it versus uh, Jericho in the first one night stand. They did it. And then watching this, I go, oh, mother effer, look at this. It was it was an old he had that in the back pocket all this time. And man, were they good at it. Fool, man, Justin with that cane. I'm sure they sucked and hurt. But like, I don't know. He looked like he was a master of that thing. And, or at least the one was- off the ropes and stuff. He was great. It was so loud some of those times and like going into it with your head down and then for it to be that loud makes you go, oh, Oh, I know. And then you'd roll them up one, two, kick out. Or sometimes it was the end. But you know what I mean? Like the crowd was going nuts for it. Like that was another thing we always say. They knew what that crowd wanted. They That was the thing. Like they definitely could have just went hold for hold. But no, they always introduced something and usually it spelled their own demise. But you know what I mean? They knew, oh, it's ECW. All right, we got to get a table in here. We got to get a chair in here. Yeah, and and just speaking to the sound of the kendo stick, that goes into, like, just the sounds of ECW. There's never been uh, a wrestling ring that sounded like ECW's wrestling ring. Oh, my God. It adds so much to it. So much. It's ridiculous. I don't even know what that was. It's just like it, it has a sound all its own that makes even the simplest bump sound like extravagant. Yeah, yeah, it was mic'd well. I could probably look into it. I could ask DeVito because I think he explained once because I know he was definitely on ring crew for a while and he was always proud right. about how he tightened the ropes. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, WWE's ring is mic'd, but it doesn't sound like that. 
Oh no, I know. ECW, yeah, like you said, like the the sounds, the 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 ambiance noise, the white noise of ECW is the best white noise of probably almost any promotion ever. Yeah, there's something about the uh the like the noise and then the lighting, which is something all its own. It just had this uh yeah, the ambiance of ECW is it's just fun to it's always fun to randomly relive it. Especially like we said once again, ninety nine two thousand. They're like they're in the go home. Like this, the, technically they're heading towards the end. You know what I mean? Like, and the crowds are amazing. You know what I mean? The ambiance is at is at ten eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we can agree would not hold up. Like, could not uh, hold up today. No, 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 no. But man, is it fun to look back on the? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, oh, okay. Um, Another odd comparison I drew, which um, I'm starting to wonder what what the relationship is between the Booker and who he chooses to do this with. Once again, they were like the Hart Foundation, where they had all these tools to get heat. They had multiple managers and managers that took bumps, and they had their signature weapons. Like I was like, wow, they really do have a lot working for them. And it's one of those things where you think like, they don't need bells and whistles. They're really good on their road you know what i mean like they didn't need but damn if there wasn't going to be a jason the sexiest man get in there and butt his nose and somebody bump him or then jazz comes and runs down and gives the jazz stinger baby uh it was literally the first thing i wrote when i started writing about them after i started watching was like uh usually i would hate gaggle of managers and all the all the gimmicks that went along with it but man, did it work so well for them. Oh my gosh. And then uh, we get to towards the end, suddenly drugged up Raven comes back and God bless that man's brain. Like I started taking notes cause I was like, man, it oddly works that he's lazy and you know, all drugged up. Cause like Tommy dreamer plays a great uh, baby face in peril and he doesn't have to do anything. He just gets the hot tag, or, you know. He's gonna give you a punch, a knee lift. You're gonna get dropped to hold through the through the uh, uh, onto the chair. But then there's gonna be some crazy dog and pony show. Like I forget one of them. I wrote it down, and it was crazy. Let me see if I have because. Oh, okay, Dawn breaks up, drop to hold onto the chair. Then Raven gets pulled out. Um, but then Francine, and then it's the cat fight, and then uh, she's gonna go give the Bronco Buster, but then she gets hit with the cane. Then, um, then Mikey goes around. Oh, he gives her a, a, a whippersnapper, then he gives Justin a whippersnapper, and then turns around and gets a, that's incredible one, two, three. Like, I was just like, man, these dog and pony shows are crazy, and you know, like, that's what Raven was known for. And man, it was just an amazing, like, the Raven matches I enjoyed immensely even though he did nothing but like at the end that's when he came alive and like even like in the mike awesome match mike awesome takes the heat and i was like isn't he the world champion there's so much uh it's it's almost like a magician's sleight of hand you know they're like uh it's there's a lot of look over here look over here look at this so you are completely distracted and, and like taken out of the moment of the match and then the finish comes out like out of nowhere, no matter what. Oh man, like that, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I want to hate on it because like I've watched all the shoot interviews. I know Raven's all fucked up. He's on a party vacation from WCW. He's happy. He's gone. He's doing everything. He can. You know what I mean, you watch the match. He barely does anything. But damn, if he ain't gonna put in some great 
awesome go home with all the gaggle of managers and someone else's managers and then run-ins from other managers. And, oh, it's so good. Well, listen, his brain may have been very smart, but his brain could never get him to actually be any good. No, I know. That was the thing. As I'm watching it, I'm like, you know what I mean? I want to get, I want to hate on it, but then the finished product comes out really good. And especially when you got guys like, like, okay, Lance and Justin were really good at positioning. Like somehow all their stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, did you ever see any like flubs or people in the wrong spot? No, literally never. Right. Isn't that crazy? Like after a while I was like trying to like, I'm trying to think, I was like, what, like, how do I word it? I was like, they're good at the spacings. The, 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 I was like, they're never out of place. No. And, and it's especially crazy because once again, you got to think about all the dog and pony show that you just talked about with Jason coming in, like cat fight happening, like, uh, you know, other side has managers. There's a table, there's a chair, there's a, you know, it's like, man, and these dudes were always on top of it. Yeah, and one of them I I, I popped because I was like, oh, look, they teased the cat fight to go to commercial. Then sure enough, they come back from commercial. Two seconds later, it's cat fight. And, okay, I started noticing. Cat fight usually leads to the big dog and pony go home. Yes, right, correct. It's, it's uh, getting you to look over here, look at this. You're distracted by half-naked women. Oh, shablam there's a finish guy yeah but usually cage shot super kick or cage shot super kick that's incredible or i liked it when they did the stuff pile driver you know what i mean because it, it was surprising because lance was doing yep. it and i was like lance doesn't seem like the biggest well okay he's definitely jacked but you know what i mean like he's like i don't know he's like when you do it to dreamer it just looked amazing he does a great straight up and down pile driver not a lot of guys do the straight up and down nowadays because they're kind of concerned about you know hurting somebody else with which i get but a lot of guys do a little they're like leaning back a little too far but lance storm had that straight up and down guy yeah i know and like i said like he was a big dude like it's so funny looking back because i remember going like on his website and looking at his workouts and i'd be like okay he's not that big but yeah that was from like my leftover you know 90s mentality now when i look back i was like damn he had a big chest he had a big back i was like he was a big dude and I would be, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, Just Incredible and Jerry Lynn have just the best chemistry. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. The, the, what was the, okay. Them versus Jerry Lynn and RVD, I love because it was playing off old feuds. Justin and Jerry had their issue and they had a couple of pay per view matches. RVD and Lance, same thing. So you put him in a tag match. Oh, you think it's not going to be good? Of course it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, it, like because Credible and Lynn have uh, unbelievable chemistry. And then uh, Storm, I, I would say that Storm was just so good that he was, and he was really good at making RVD's stuff look good because RVD's stuff could go, you know, left or right sometimes. Uh, but Lance Storm was so technically gifted, he could keep all that stuff, like, on the straight. Yeah, he was really good, which I thought worked out really well. Uh, I like their Novacetti stuff because, once again, and now they're the vets being able to take the young, hungry guys, and they're still young and hungry. So, like, you combine it, they were all doing new stuff and fun stuff, and I really dug it. I really – and I thought they matched oh, well, especially because you could tell Nova was working his balls off trying to make his big break, and then Chetty suddenly had a personality and stuff. It was great. Their wacky back-and-forth opens were, like, 
Woo, those are that's 2020 stuff, man. That's not that's not 1999 stuff. That's not 2000 stuff. That was the funniest thing. The first because I think I saw yeah okay I saw a Nova Chetty match second, and it they went balls to the wall trying to do their standoff, and I'm just watching going, like I get it. This is hyper impressive because these guys are like 240, 250 doing all this stuff, but I'm like. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> I was like, this was such a 1999 ECW trope of like, hmm, what do we do? Oh, we need to do a bunch of back forth, back forth, back forth, back forth, standoff. But with but with them, I was like, man, this is it's like interesting almost when they do it, you know? Oh, I loved it. I even liked it when Dreamer and stuff did it because they couldn't do arm drags at Hurricane Rana. So it'd be like duck, 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 neck breaker, duck, 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 body slam. You know what I mean? It was always different, which I appreciated. But yeah. it, it would just it always just like I watched Chetty and Just Incredible bust their butts to do some crazy back and forth. Then they do the standoff, and of course the crowd pops, and I'm just like, wow, this was such a thing in 1999, wasn't it? <laughs> So uh, this is one that I did not notice until probably about halfway through, maybe even further than halfway through. Look at the teams that they wrestle. How many of them are tag teams? Oh, yeah, I know. Not many. They they did uh, like talk about our remember our July with or our June with no name. They I don't think they wrestled a single team with a tag team name, let alone, I think Nova and Chetty and uh, Nova and Chetty (laughs) might be one of the only teams they wrestled. Well, okay. I mean, we should get to them anyway. Technically, Giotto and Gato are known by Team No Fear from now, from time to time. But yes, I know it's... Yes. But you mean, that one, and like, man, okay, I know Giotto and Ghetto were Nova and Chetty the night before, and apparently it wasn't great. So the story goes by Lance is that he had got them in, so he made sure he was going to bust his butt to make sure their tag match on TV was really good. And it really was. So if you just watch that, like I'm watching just that one, I'm just like, man, how did Giotto and Ghetto not come back and just stay super over in the U.S.? Especially at least Ghetto, because like, He's just a little more uh, more dynamic. He's got more charisma. He, gives, he shows out facially more and stuff. But just watching them, especially because uh, they weren't necessarily – they didn't seem that small compared to big Lance Storm. You know what I mean? The spot of punch, super aggressive double middle fingers, chin breaker drop kick is my favorite. Yeah, man. I felt like as I'm watching it, I was like, man – they're totally made for ECW. Like how they didn't come back. Cause especially like, yeah, they could wrestle. Cause obviously they could do like the Michinoku pro style, but they've been in FMW and war for years. So like, Oh, you want to bring tables and chairs? Like they can do that. No problem. So I'm just watching it. I'm just like, man, how'd they not come back and just be a big deal for a while. Especially when you look at that tag scene, they needed teams. Well, right. And that, that was, that was kind of my point. Like, and, and when we're going back to talking about, this is what I think it all comes back to for them not being like, you know, nominated for any tag team awards or put in any lists. They were in a, a basically empty ECW tag team division. Yeah, true. And I think what kind of hurt them, um, like, and it's, it's not a, it's not a real thing, but like, I think they, like honestly, they may be the weirdest combination of team we've we've done. You know what I mean? Where it was like, uh, 
yeah. It's like a, a jeans and boots wearing, you know, like kind of cyberpunk dude from the 90s and a clean cut Canadian super technical wrestler who has the tights and, you know, super clean cut. And I'm just like, what an oddball team. Like, um, okay, they reminded me uh, once again, they're like the first punk cabana where you're like, where like, other than their love for wrestling, these two probably wouldn't hang out at all. But they trained together for a little while. So once you hear that, you're like, oh, it completely makes sense then. Right. But I, 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 I doubt that actually had very much to do with them getting put together. No, no, I know. But I'm saying once they got put together and they were so smooth, but like, I feel like that kind of almost, I feel like they looked so different. You looked at the, you almost didn't take them as seriously as a team. I would think when you're trying to rank like team of the year. Right. Yeah, no. And, and I, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but they, pro- you know, in that era, you probably look at the ECW tag division without the Dudleys and like really nothing going on in it. And sure, the impact players are great, but they're great against, you know, a tag division of literally nobody. Yeah, like, and like, I guess it just, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at it, it was Justin's coming off a world title run, but obviously he's got to cool off, but you don't want to, you know, just job him out. And then, and then Lance has just been, you're not going to make him necessarily a world champ. So you you got two guys that not necessarily do anything. You put them together and like, how how lucky they were because if like you said if you take them out you've got a really bad tag division but luckily it was like oh they caught on and they just stuck like luckily they they did catch on and they were good enough team and they ran with it but yeah they uh they just went away before the ecw tag division starts to heat up like how cool would it have been to get a mikey to jiri impact players or like you know, a, a Guido Mamaluke FBI against impact players, you know, like, Oh no, I know. I was going to say that I was like, FBI would be fun, but uh, I did like them and they had a good one with Chetty or uh, Doring and roadkill. You know what I mean? So I didn't catch the Doring and roadkill one. I, I was looking cause I, I thought I saw one on the list, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was, I was pretty mad. That's probably the one that I didn't catch. No. Yeah. I, it was fun. And I don't know why I just, but that's late, late. Well, yeah, I mean, it would have to. Let me see, when was it? No, it was October 99. Wow, really? Oh, man, that's probably why I missed it. Because I think I was looking around in the in the early 2000s for it. I thought I saw it, and then I, I went back and I tried to find it, and I couldn't find it. Oh, wait, I'm looking. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, it had like a cool, it had a cool, once again, had a cool finish with like Lance hits a springboard, and then... uh and then Roadkill does like kind of his, you know, not quite a springboard, but you know, he walks to the top and does big leg drop, but then misses and they hit him with something and then Dawn. And then uh, I, that's when he has Lita or Miss Congeniality with them. So yeah, that was, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. And for some reason, I don't know why I just, I, I, I always think like quintessential ECW team. I usually, sometimes it always comes like Dorian Roadkill. I wrote great finish, great ECW finish, great finish, great finish on a lot of these. Cause at least the, and, and a lot of it was the dog and pony show. I think that's what I would call ECW finish the, you know, this to that, to this, to that. Oh snap. Everybody else is the, the lanes basically clear for them to cheat and win or win. However, they're going to do it. Yes. But I feel they had a, theirs was a little different in that. Like uh, one of the things I wrote, they're really good at ping ponging their opponent. Yeah. Also, uh, and I think I feel like this is like we've talked about this a good couple of weeks. 
uh, if I ever hear anyone talk about how there's too many super kicks nowadays, <laughs> like I'm just going to scream. There, uh, some of these matches had four or five super kicks in them. Well, yeah, because A, both of them threw good super kicks. And then, oh, if their opponent happened to throw one too, oh, then they're going to get it too. You know what I mean? So, and it's not hard. You know what I mean? Like Balls was throwing good ones, Nova was throwing good ones. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the toughest move to do. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's a it's an internet thing I hear like, oh, another super kick. Oh. But like, I don't know. Back in this day, we were throwing them left and right and nobody was complaining. I don't know what the, the big issue is. Yeah, you know. But then this one also always, you know, but it's funny because then you look back and you, I bet you at this time they're like, oh, here comes another table. Oh, oh, here comes the managers. But now when you look back, you're like, oh, it's so awesome. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a recency bias of negative towards the super kick but when you look back with it in nostalgia you're like oh man it was awesome <laughs> yeah it's true just incredible throws a nasty one in that edge and christian match oh dude yeah his is always good and his i think uh they do opposites like they go opposite sides and i was like wow they would have done that they never do them simultaneously but i was like they could have because they both face opposite ways the way they do it but yeah they're really well just incredible Justin Incredibles is great because he makes sure that he's positioned away from the hard cam uh, so he can clap. Oh, really? I didn't even notice. I know Lance is a big leg slapper. No, nah, Justin Incredible is a notorious clapper. Oh, wow. And I don't even notice. So so he's doing it well then, at least. Yeah. If nothing else, man, that dude did a lot of things real, real well. Right? That was the one thing I took away from it. I was just like, man. But because especially like once again, we've seen I've seen all the shoot interviews and he's all like, oh, man, because in his mind, he was the click guy who didn't who, you know, who went to ECW. So he felt the pressure that he had to be like Sean. So he was working his balls off all the time. And and as you watched it was great. You know what I mean? Like, he was definitely going to get either hip toss to a table. He was going to take that flip bump out of the corner and then get bipped and take a guardrail. He was always uh, – yeah, anytime there was a table, it was usually him. Anytime Lance went through it, I was just like, oh, wow, I couldn't believe it. Because, you know what I mean? That's where I kind of feel – I see what you mean where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess Justin was doing more. You know what I mean? He always took the bigger bumps. He always took something. He was always the one who took crazy stuff from Sabu and stuff. And I was like, oh, Lance ain't a part of that. <laughs> yeah, man. Line, line them up side by side. Put one of those matches out there. And you ask, which one are you moving forward with? Lance Storm or Just Incredible? It's Just Incredible every time. Yeah, man. That was good stuff. All right. Let's get down to it, Cheech. How would we defeat them? I think I know. Uh, <laughs> my first thought was wear a helmet. Because most of their moves are either super kicks, cane shots, or pile drivers of some sort. Uh-huh. Or my other thing was they're really good with their managers. And if we're going by EC, if we're in ECW and there are no rules, the first thing I'm doing is trying to take out all the managers. Like the first thing I want to do is bomb a bomb Dawn Marie on top of Jason, and then be like, "All right, now we can have the tag match." <laughs> That's a pretty good answer, man. Because uh, I was just gonna say. I think if you can avoid the super kick and the Singapore cane, I think you can get out of there just fine. Uh, you know, they both had other moves, but uh, I'm going to say nine times out of 10, even if the super kick or the cane wasn't the finish, it was leading right into it. So if you can somehow navigate a- away from the super kick and away from the cane, 
should be able to get out of there. Yeah, so that was my thought. They're headhunters. So I was thinking helmet because, you know, because it. let's yeah. be honest, it's probably unavoidable. We could try. We could divert maybe. Let's let's be ballsy and say 90%. But they're throwing at least 30 cane shots, so at least three are getting through, or super kicks, or pile drivers. So I figured, wear the helmet. But I understand. We'll try and avoid. But you do like my idea. We got to get rid of those damn managers. Yeah, so here it comes. So uh, Landstorm's going to give me get me with the O'Connor roll, and then as he kicks out – I'm going to suicide dive out. I'm still going to get hit with the cane, but I'll probably wipe out credible too. Then just do your thing. He'll be waiting for that, that roll up that never comes. See, there we go. We just outsmart him. Yeah. But we need a, we need a, a, a scantily dressed lady though, to eventually at least cat fight with Don Marie, because I mean, I don't know how else we do this without it. I, I know. I was going to say, that's the one thing we would need equalizers. Or, like I said, we just destroy them right off the rip. But yeah, no, we would need, we, we need an equalizer, maybe. We'll have, to yeah, find a, we'll have to find a sexy man and a sexy woman. Can do. I'm on it. All right. Now, what made the Impact players so great? They covered all the bases. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and... What also made them great is they stood out. Why? They were they brought the most structure possible you could bring to ECW. So that's why they stood out. And that's what made them great is because they were kind of the curveball, even though eventually, yes, they would bring out the tables and the chairs. But up until then, you were going to have as close to a straight tag match as you could get. Yeah, I mean, they were they were the the evolution of... Uh, uh, a Rob Van Dam and Sabu, you know, they were the better uh, version. Like we just talked about the uh, uh, Red Dragon being the evolution, the better version of the American Wolves. Uh, that's kind of what uh, Impact players were to the always super crazy popular RVD and Sabu. They were both basically guys who could float around the top and could be used singles and do whatever main event a pay per view. But when you put them together, they worked well together and they were the evolution of it because they kept it in the ring and put structure to it, which is the thing that the RVD Sabu team was missing. Yeah, yeah. I do think that's a little bit because one, you know, RVD and Sabu were good guys and it's a little easier to put structure when you're the dominant bad guys. But yeah, no, I totally agree. They are the evolution because, yeah, and especially – for where ECW is going. They're now on national TV. You know what I mean? You can't necessarily do all the craziness of Sabu and RVD. You could do a little bit, and that's what they bring towards the end with the tables and the chairs. But you know what I mean? It was, the, it was the evolution of ECW as well. You couldn't go crazy, oh, let's just go brawl and dive off things into the crowd. No, we're on TV now. we got to start working towards a little more homogenized. I know that's not a good thing, but a little more mainstream. I know, not a good thing, but overall the the fruit of their labor was completely enjoyable and it stuck out because once again they were the most structure in an insane asylum that was ecw yes and they were structured but yet you still uh like uh at times would struggle to put them on national tv because just incredible could not keep his middle finger down and could not stop swearing i can't remember which match it was i think it was mikey and raven where he just 
cannot stop. They cannot stop bleeping him. Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's why I say I feel like there was some point in his career where he just diverted and goes, nope, I'm just going 1,000% punk persona. And that means, of course, you're going to be spitting and cursing and doing middle finger this, middle finger that. And, you know, you know why? Do you want to know why? Because he's not just the coolest. He's not just the best. <laughs> he's just incredible, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the perfect way to end our discussion about the Impact players. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was great. No, I, 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 I agree. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it just as much as I thought I would. I just thought there would be more random wacky stuff that i hadn't seen but most of the matches i had seen previously you know i know that's just a little double-edged sword we are finding these great tees but then it's like oh man we all won't like we always eventually want what we couldn't have like oh if only they stood around for two more years one more year you know what i mean yes or or if only like rvd and like if i wish there was a changing of the guard i wish i could have seen like late rvd and sabu against early impact players yeah, the the Jerry was pretty close. Not necessarily in passing the torch, but in the insanity de- uh, department. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, a lot of fun. The Lin and Sabu one's fun too. Anyways, so that was the Impact Players. Is this our 20th episode? I believe so. Wow, you guys, we've done it. The big 2-0. I love celebrating every milestone. I celebrated 18 like it was like <laughs> like that's a, a milestone. Like we're like we're a child. Yeah, we're we're legal now. Yeah, we could we could vote and now we're we're 20. We're 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 almost full growns. Does that mean for the next episode should we should do some team that drinks a bunch? <laughs> we might have to. I don't know. We definitely gotta put some <laughs> thought into it because we gotta we gotta get the, we gotta get our tag team brains of brewing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, or maybe next week we do uh, 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 a very special uh, uh, curveball episode of some kind because we've got twenty teams now on the on the on the sheet. Yeah, we'll think about it. We've got ideas. That's right. We're wrestling again soon. So coming to a town near you, uh, uh, an amalgamation of twenty different tag teams that me and Cheech have watched over the last twenty weeks. Coming to your face. Oh. I'm ready. I don't know what you said. I lost literally all that, but I'm excited. Oh, I was letting the people know that they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. Yeah. You damn right. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you next fucking week. That was too much. That was too much. I'm sorry, guys. Too freaking much. <laughs> Adios.